Welcome to the Stories She Sings, where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. Good morning. This is Karen Lynn Grant with the story she sings. It's 6 a.m. and I have quietly tiptoed away from my bed, leaving my husband sleeping. As I have come to realize that the best time to do this podcast is early in the morning before the rest of the world wakes up. And so I come to you this morning having been prayerful about the message that I would deliver today. And the thought has come for two days now, share the vision. And so I go back and I reminisce upon that experience that I entitled a song, Share the Vision. As I think about that early morning in 1987, the day that song was written, I remember Getting up in the wee hours of the night, I had to prepare a lesson for someone who was sick, and so she couldn't teach her her church lesson, and so I was asked to fill in and to teach the lesson for her. As I said a prayer that I would be guided and inspired to be able to prepare this lesson, I then opened the manual that I was to give the lesson from. Now, back in 1987, there was no such thing as an iPad. There was no such thing as a cell phone. None of these modern-day conveniences were even anticipated. But as I opened that manual and began to read, it was interesting because that manual took on the essence of a modern-day iPad I know this sounds strange, but all of a sudden, the pages became as like unto an iPad. And what I saw was a dark battlefield. And on this dark battlefield, it was as though it was scrolling and I was watching a little video and it was scrolling across this battlefield and I could hear the voices of women. And some of them, some of these multitudinous voices were crying out to the Savior, Jesus Christ. There was a inaudible voice that narrated what I was seeing. And I would like to share with you from my journal written 18 years ago, exactly what happened. Many years ago, I got up in the middle of the night to prepare a lesson for a group of women. I witnessed a tender scene in my mind's eye. It was not a dream because I was fully awake and aware. But in the scene, as the scene unfolded, I saw a great battlefield. Later, I wrote both a song and a poem, emphasizing the importance and value of the insight that I received in my heart and mind. The battlefield was covered with a host of nameless women, forgotten in the battle for truth and right. There was Before me, a group, a large multitude of unsung heroines, many of which had lost children and husbands in an effort to remain true to the faith, to remain virtuous and honorable. I then saw another host of women, 
who had struggled with physical adversities of sickness and poor health, compassion, greater compassion than I had ever felt before, tingled from my head to the soles of my feet as I wrote down every scene that I saw. It was witness to me that this song of redeeming love would, quote, lift up the hands that hang down and would strengthen the feeble knees, unquote. And that's from a verse in Isaiah. I beheld as the garment of praise, also from that same scripture, was literally wrapped like a garment around the shoulders of these wounded warrior sisters. I saw canteens of living water being placed in the hands of those who had been healed and made whole. I heard the voices of women calling out in silent whispers upon the name of Jesus Christ to come and restore their souls and to reclaim their lost children and loved ones. Then I saw a scene which perplexed me. I saw myself on that great battlefield, huddled in fetal position. I experienced the gift of that song of praise, wrapping itself around my shoulders and its comforting influence strengthening me and lifting me to my feet. I beheld as a woman holding a canteen of living water was placed in my hands. I was then told, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Now go and do likewise. I turned to face the battlefield. I was astonished to see the multitude of women and children that had been wounded in the fight. Where are all the husbands? I asked the narrating spirit. The words were emphasized back to my mind. These are those who have lost their husbands spiritually, emotionally, physically, or even legally, the voice narrated. Why would I have such a vision? And what was I supposed to do about it? I wondered, how can I reach all of the wounded? My anxious heart bubbled over with a myriad of questions as the voice narrated to me, you cannot reach everyone, just reach those who are closest to you in your circle of friends. They will do the rest. The vision ended, leaving me filled with a sense of divine compassion, such as I have never before felt or experienced. Little did I know that the vision would preempt my own divorce, and much heartache, which would occur years later. Through it all, I remembered that in the end of the vision, there was a sense of peace, love, and joy. Following my divorce, two years later, I found myself on that emotional, spiritual, dark battlefield. The only means that I could find of being deeply comforted was when I was listening to or writing songs about the Savior's redeeming love. Music played an integral part of my healing experience as the songs accompanied me through the divorce. I'm turning the page of this journal. It became living water to me. Soon I began to reach out to the women closest to me in an effort to bring the music that I had so often been comforted by during my own times of heartache. Years later, I was able to open my own business called The Sense of Peace, which would be a cherishing place 
for women and souls, including men and children, who were in need of having their broken hearts nurtured, ministered to, and mended during the past years, as I have had the joy of carrying living water to those who are hungering and thirsting after righteousness, to the one I have never dreamed, never dreamed of doing a podcast, hoping and praying that the Lord can take these words, these visions, this music to the woman who stands in need, a woman whose name I may not yet know, a woman whose face I may not have yet seen other than in the ranks of those women on that battlefield. It's time now to share the vision. It's time to increase the circle of friends whose hearts are being mended and inspired by the song of redeeming love. It's not only time to sing that song, it's time to dance to the message of mercy. As I reach out to you this morning, the dark is still outside. My husband, a sweet blessing of this husband that I have now is such a gift to me. And as I rebuke the cancer that is in his body and ask that that foreign invader be removed from his cells, his atoms and his molecules so that I can continue in a joyful existence with him. I have turned over all of the experiences of 2021, which starts tomorrow already beforehand to the Lord. Let's join in the ranks of those who are marching on in a new cause. This cause is to assist the Savior in binding up the unseen wounds and in ministering to the brokenhearted so that lives may be healed and joy may be felt by coming to experience for themselves the joy of singing the song of redeeming love. The words that I have written, the words that I'm speaking to you now, the sessions that I've had with clients over the past 20 years, I became a massage therapist in 2001. We're moving into 2021, into two decades of serving brokenhearted women and men and children. The words, the spirit, the vision that I have has become a handbook on how to mend a broken heart by coming unto Jesus. As you write your own journal, as you keep notes of thoughts that come to you as you listen to these podcasts, I pray that the Lord's Spirit will be with you, that you will be given ideas, that you will be given understanding, that you will be blessed with aha moments that reinforce to you your very own mission, calling, and purpose. Right now, you might feel that you are on the battlefield. You might be experiencing the throes of divorce. You might be experiencing the challenges of being a single mother. You might be in a loveless marriage. You might be in the most wonderful marriage, trying to figure out how to balance a relationship with God. Or you might be one of those who is who is laying claim upon the gifts of the Spirit every morning in your own divine appointments. But as you come to the stories she sings, I pray that there will be a message for you 
that you will be blessed, that you will be inspired, that you will listen, and that in between the lines, the Spirit of the Lord will nurture you, whisper to you, comfort you, and heal you of any of your unseen hidden wounds. By our faith in Him, we can all become physicians to our very own souls. It is faith, hope, and charity with an eye single to the glory of God that qualifies us for our master's and doctorate degrees in becoming menders of broken hearts and peacemakers in this world. In my work with the brokenhearted, I have found there is only one cure-all. It is the atonement of Jesus Christ. When souls experience this gift, not only intellectually, but emotionally, miracles occur. It is only through that conversion process where the Holy Ghost brings to you a mighty change of heart, even down into your DNA, that miracles can occur for you, for me, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It's not always in an instant, but remember, even if it's a long process, that that is what it has become for me. Every new day, bringing a brand new change of heart. As I dedicate these podcasts to the Savior, Jesus Christ, I want to tell you that I'm starting to understand why he asked me to do this. There may be one or two women who ever click on this podcast, share the vision. There might be only a few. But as I reminisce upon the beautiful experiences that God has given to me in the Spirit, 33 years ago, this vision occurred. And I still remember the tingling sensation that went through my being as that sweet voice of the Spirit narrated with strength what I was going to be going through in only two short years ahead. I saw myself huddled on the battlefield. And at the time when I received that vision, I did not know why on earth would I see myself huddled in fetal position. But I also saw the cure for that time of sorrow and misery when I was wrapped in the garment of praise, lifted miraculously to my feet and handed a canteen of living water. I still remember in that vision arising and looking across this immense battlefield and seeing countless multitudes of women who were reaching for lost children. I remember seeing the glassy, glazy eyes and the stares into space and the parched lips. And some of the women had the voice of had the voice had their voices calling upon the name of the Savior Jesus Christ. They knew to come unto him. They knew to call upon his name. But not every woman on that battlefield knew how to do that. This morning, as I whispered in the darkness, Heavenly Father, what message would you have me deliver this morning on December 31st, 2020? It came to my mind, do you remember at the beginning of 2020, your heart knew that it was time to share the vision. It was time to speak the vision. 
But it wasn't until the last day of the year that the Lord had prepared a way for me to speak this vision, to share it with you, the one who might be listening to this podcast this very morning. There may not be multitudes who hear my voice. You may be the only one who hears this, who hears this message. And I pray that as you hear it, you may liken yourself in that vision. Are you one of the canteen bearers of living water? Are you one of the ones called to go to the women like me who was huddled in a dark corner on the battlefield where nobody even knew I was in misery and sorrow? Are you one of the women who I saw superimposed over the other women who is struggling with health issues and who feels forgotten? Are you one of the women who is calling out for the Savior Jesus Christ to come and rescue a lost son or daughter who is ebbing away from you, slipping away from you? As I saw that group of women, I could see them crawling upon their knees and trying to grasp hold of the ankle of a son or a daughter who was slinking off into the darkness. Little did I know that my little boy at that time was only five or four, but little did I know that years later, I would also experience that part of the vision as my own son went through alcohol and drug addiction. I come to you now and I am so even more excited to share these these experiences with you, the songs that were created that emphasized each one of the little visions that I had, the vignettes of the women in the scripture. And as I come to you and as I share these things, again, I ask that the Spirit will bless you to hear between the lines of anything I might say to you, that you might feel impressed Who needs to hear this podcast? Do you know someone whose heart is breaking or who is feeling lost on the battlefield of life or who is feeling isolated and alone, who might be married to somebody who does not share their convictions of the Savior Jesus Christ? That is very lonely. That is a lonely place to be where you arise in the middle of the night because if you show that you're reading scriptures during the day or doing anything of a spiritual nature, you become ridiculed. I have experienced that too. And I can tell you that my most profound joys have come in the wee hours of the morning as I was willing to awake and to arise. And I think of the scripture in Isaiah that says, awake and arise, O daughter of Zion. Break the shackles, loose the bands, and come unto Christ. I will find that scripture reference for you and share it with you in another podcast. But that scripture comes to my mind. Also, the verse in Isaiah that says, The mission, the Masonic mission of Christ, to lift up the hands that hang down, to strengthen the feeble knees, to give them beauty for their ashes, to Bless them with the oil of gladness. I pray that as you listen to this podcast this morning, that it will be like unto a prayer for you and in your behalf. That if you are feeling isolated or lonely or going through anything that only God knows of, 
that this voice, these words will reach you because I have great compassion for many kinds of trials that a woman can experience. And I pray that you will be blessed by the song that I wrote called Share the Vision, which I will share with you right now.
Right after having this experience with this vision, I wrote a poem called Tribute to Forgotten Women, to the unsung heroines, to those women who are fighting, who have fought for the cause of righteousness, some in loveless marriages, some having to battle the throes of pornography and the effects that it has on their marriages, to some who are just simply trying to cling to the hem of the Savior. There are so many things, so many reasons why a woman can feel alone in her pursuit of hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Well, I found a little treasure this morning, and this is the tribute to the forgotten women, to the unsung heroines. And it was recorded many, many years ago. And I would like to play that for you now as we come to Christ together to be healed of the hidden, unseen wounds that only He can see. I pray that your heart may be touched, that you may feel understood, that you may be blessed by listening this morning to this tribute. This is dedicated to the numberless ranks of women who have been wounded in the fight for truth. It is for women who have suffered heartache and sorrow and who continue to believe in the Savior's unfailing love. The battlefield was dark and hazed. I heard poor morning cries. The mists were slowly lifted. I gazed into sad eyes. The faces of sweet women upon parched lips his name, crying to their Savior to understand their pain. Hands reaching for lost children, voices pleading strength to conquer and to overcome, be victorious at length. I heard the Spirit narrate to my heart and to my mind, these are the numberless ranks of women who have been wounded in the fight. The battle is yet waging, these women fight for truth. They are crying to their Maker, His perfect love to soothe. Their hearts have been broken, abandoned and betrayed. They are lonely and forsaken. They are cold and so afraid. I slowly moved among them. I beheld their pain. As I watched, I wept for them. The dark scene changed again. I was upon the battlefield. My heart wounded in the fight. I huddled there all alone in mists as black as night. That's when I felt the song begin to melt my shivering heart. Warmth was wrapped around me. I felt new courage start. It spread across the battlefield. The crying voices cease. Listening to the warming voice singing of sweet peace. I was lifted to my feet. All my tears were dried. A tender voice whispered, you are whole, I've heard your cries. Your wounded heart's been mended. You have called upon my name. Your faith in me has made you whole. Now bless your sister friends. I carried living water to the woman near to me. I understood their thirst for love. I too had been empty. I put a straw to their parched lips. I felt their sweet relief in knowing that he understood their sorrow and their grief. 
from his wells of compassion, he poured into me pure love for all his daughters who suffered righteously. And so I went and sang to them, to their forgotten souls, that he would remember them, they would have joy in full. If they would lean upon him, he would hear their cries, he would comfort, soothe, and bless them, dry the tears in their eyes, give them beauty for their ashes, give them joy for all their pain, wrap the garment of praise around them, if they would call upon his name. As I gazed into sad eyes, I saw hope flicker start. I whispered his name to them to soothe their broken hearts. For once, I'd felt forgotten, but found he was my friend. My broken heart was made whole when I remembered him. Do not cease to call his name. My friend, have faith in him. He will heal your broken heart. You too shall sing again. Time. 
as I think of the unfailing love of the Savior Jesus Christ, I remember a time at the end of that marriage when I got on my knees. My heart was broken. My faith in myself had crumbled. And I turned to the Lord still every single day, turning to my scriptures, learning about the women who had come unto him, realizing that many of the women in the New Testament were single women. The widow who gave her last mite, the woman who poured perfumed oil on his feet, the woman who pressed through the multitude with an issue of blood, the woman at the well whose heart felt single and all alone. As I considered these women, my faith grew to a place where now I could turn to the Savior, Jesus Christ. Now I know that this is not just a plight of women. I have had many clients, men, who have also been brokenhearted and who have wondered why their wives have left them. So I speak to both men and women as I share this following experience. As I turn to the Lord one morning in prayer, getting on my knees and asking, do you understand what I'm feeling? Do you understand what it feels like to have your heart broken in so many pieces that you don't know how to gather all those pieces up? To have your dreams so shattered that all it feels like you have a handful of shards? In my mind's eye as I knelt there that morning, I saw a picture in my mind. I saw myself as if in a prison cell in captivity. And I saw the Savior come and unlock the gated door. Opening that door, he opened also his robe for me to see, his raw and bleeding broken heart, his heart that had been wounded by the rejection of his own. When I saw his heart, bleeding, broken, wounded by the transgressions of his best friends, I realized that he understood my pain, that he understood greater than any other man could understand, that he understands all of our pain. But our pain does not go unnoticed by him when our hearts are breaking, feeling that breach of loneliness or that shaft of rejection. As I saw his wounded heart, I realized that one day, through the miracle of his atonement, I would love again, and I would love greater and deeper than ever before, because I knew now that the Savior Jesus Christ had suffered himself to experience the pain of rejection, of loneliness, so deeply that ours could only be understood by him. I would like to share the song, The Simple Truth, with you. And I would like to 
For those of you out there who have never experienced the pain of rejection or the sorrow of being abandoned, what that feels like when you have placed your trust in another human being and given them the exclusive rights over your heart in many ways through marriage or through a contractual relationship. This may not even touch your heart because uh, it's only really perceived by someone who has experienced that pain. For many years, I didn't share this song. For many years, I wondered if anybody but the Savior, Jesus Christ, would understand. But the simple truth of it all, and what I realized as I wrote this song, was that I was understood, that we are understood by the one who can succor us in our afflictions. When you think about it, most of the sorrow and the pain that we suffer in this life is because of the great love that we have for another human being or human beings that can cause heartache or heartbreak on many different levels and for many different reasons. The Savior, Jesus Christ, understands. He understands what it feels like to lose a child. He understands what it feels like when a loved one betrays our confidence. He understands what it feels like to have a best friend turn on him. He understands what it's like to look out into a multitude of a sea of faces and hope to find just one true friend whose love will be based in enduring integrity. If you have felt any of these feelings, I ask you to to bring out your journal, as I always do when I record these podcasts, that you will ask yourself questions, questions, and ask the Lord questions. Do you understand how I feel or what I'm feeling? Do you understand what it feels like to be lonely or to experience rejection? On the other hand, the note of this song ends on that I knew by the end of writing the song that I am about to share with you that I would experience greater love than ever before. And that if I wouldn't close my heart to the experience of loving again, that I would experience the greatest love of all. I can testify to you that no matter what you are going through, no matter what you have gone through, if you will turn to the Savior and whisper his name out into the darkness, that it will be turned to light, that he will show you in some way, even if it's through this next song, he will show you if you will listen to the lyrics, he will bear witness to you. And you will receive your very own witness that he understands your heart, that he has been there, that he has experienced loneliness deeper than we will ever experience, rejection deeper than we could ever experience, and that in his garden of Gethsemane, he experienced all of those depths of lower vibration emotion, the grief, the sorrow, the loss, 
of those he loved the most. And as we turn to him, we bring him great joy and we fill his heart because he is the Messiah. He is the restorer of the breach. He is the redeemer of our hearts and the recreator of our lives after we have experienced the night of darkness. I share with you now this simple truth.
Thank you so much for listening to The Simple Truth. I hope as you journal your experience with that song, you might listen to it again and again and let your heart sink deeper into the message that we can love again, that we can love more deeply than ever before, that we do not have to become bitter or embittered by our experiences in this life that we can become better, and that the Lord will never allow us to go through anything that He does not know, that He can bless us with the resiliency to get through it. As we move into the next and the final piece of this podcast today, I want to share with you the makings of another song. You know, when you go through trials, When we go through experiences, when we experience rejection by someone that we have given our heart to, when we feel at a loss, and as we turn to the Savior, we come to understand something so beautiful about the atonement of Jesus Christ, that it is in those moments of long suffering that we are allowed to come to know him better than we might have ever known his purpose, his calling, and his mission had life been just smooth sailing for each one of us. As my heart was prepared to write the final song, He is My Savior too, that you will be hearing today, which wraps up this podcast beautifully and ties it with a ribbon. It's a beautiful experience when we may have grown up believing that the atonement of Jesus Christ, oh, we could think of a million people that would have been benefited and that he loved them so much that he would die for them. But what about the experience of coming to know that that atonement also happened for you, that you can come to know the Savior Jesus Christ, on such a personal level as my dear friend Patricia. Patricia had grown up in the church. She had grown up believing that the atonement was for everybody. Her father had been a bishop. Her mother had been a Relief Society president. And Patricia had done all the right things. When she got married, she had family home evening every Monday night, scripture study every morning with her children and with her spouse. But that did not save her marriage. And when her marriage crumbled by the wayside, Patricia decided that maybe the things that she had believed in all of her life weren't true. So she decided to head out, trying to do exactly the opposite of what she'd been taught. There came a time when Patricia began to review her new life, the life of a choice that she made to go ahead and live it up a little and sin a little. It wouldn't hurt. 
And one day she found herself in her stake president's office, confessing the many things that she had done and the grief and the misery that she now lived in. When I met Patricia, she had moved past that and she shared with me a story that she told me, you can share this with anyone, wherever you go, Karen, when you speak, you can share my story. She said when she got home from the state president's office, having been excommunicated, which she said was a very loving process, a time granted to her to heal and to renew her covenants with the Lord, she came home and she said, I fell into, onto my bed and I just broke out into a profuse sweat and fell asleep. She said, as I slept, I dreamt that so many other women and men were holding tightly to the rod of iron. But she said, I myself had dug myself into a great big deep, oozy, black, muddy, tarry pit that was so deep I could not pull myself out. She said, I called to the people holding to the rod, but they were laughing and having a great time. They were together, united, connected, and moving down the path, holding to the rod towards the tree of life. She said, I continued to pray until I was worn out and exhausted. And then it felt like the oozy, black, muddy, tarry substance that I was in became like a quicksand. She said, I began to be swallowed up in this gulf of misery. She told me that as she continued to cry out to the Lord, much like I had seen the women on the battlefield in my vision way back in 1980-something, 87, that she began to close her eyes and be resigned to the fact that she was going to spiritually die. And then she heard her name being called. And when she looked up, she saw the Savior he was at the top of this pit, laying on his stomach, reaching down after her. She said he had mud in his fingernails and in his beard from having climbed through that muddy, tarry, black, oozy stuff to reach towards me. And then he spoke, Patricia, I am the only way out. She said it was then that I knew for the first time in my life that his love and his atonement wasn't just for everybody else. I realized that he is my savior too. When she shared this message with me, it was after I had gone through a divorce. And I realized that I too had grown up in a beautiful religion that taught me about the savior Jesus Christ and the atonement of Jesus Christ but I always thought that I was supposed to be perfect so that I would not need to rely upon his gift of mercy and grace. As she spoke those words, my heart trembled and I began to tingle with those what I call songwriting tingles. And I looked into her eyes. I said, can I have your card? Someday I'm going to write a song called He is My Savior Too. And when I do, Patricia, you'll be the first person I sing it for. Well, she gave me her card and I tucked it away in my wallet. And it was two years later when I woke up with that song on my pillow, waiting for me to download those words 
without changing or editing a single verse. I would like to close this podcast with the song, He is my Savior too, and bear my testimony to you that no matter where you've been, no matter what has happened in your life, that He is your Savior too, and urge you to write, to journal, to analyze if there's been anything keeping you from believing that His mercy extends to you, that His arms extend to you, that no matter what your present state or situation, that you can call out to Him. As I saw those women on the battlefield doing in 1980-something, I think it was 1987 that I had that vision, and that taught me and showed me that there would come a time in my life that I would need to continue calling upon Him and crying out with His name on my lips, and that I too would be handed a canteen of living water, and that I would be shown the extent of that battlefield with those who were suffering for righteousness' sake. Sometimes when we feel lost, lonely, rejected, or abandoned, we can continue to call upon His name. And that is when He will come and wrap the garment of praise around our shoulders and sing to us the song of His redeeming love. I pray that as you listen to He is my Savior too, that you will claim this song for yourself, that when you receive this podcast, which it will be turned into a podcast, and you'll be able to go back and go to the storyshesings.podcast.com, find this, find this message. It will be called Share the Vision, Tribute to Forgotten Women. And I hope that you will replay this song and that you will claim it for yourself, that you might feel and know and come to sing along with this song of redeeming love. This is Karen Lynn Grant with the stories she sings. I thought his love belonged to you. I thought that you were the one he died for. I never knew. I did not understand the mercy offers to me too. I knew his love was large enough to encircle you and cover your weakness. He forgave the price of your sin was paid. Did I to believe I could receive the gift he gave? Is he my savior too? Will he encircle me? Lift my eyes to see what I can be. Oh, how they reach for me.
His mercy do they extend to me His loving face Such awesome grace Though unworthy He whispers Behold mercy You are worth The price I paid You are worth my sacrifice My suffering and my pain He is my Savior too See you.